travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. The movies. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great! You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today we're going to try something a little different. I want to go back in time and relive an interview I did in 2008 with Journey bassist Ross Valerie. Let's get the time machine booted up. Podcast time machine engaged. We now return to the year 2008. So young and love and couldn't wait. Well, hello there, 2008. I've missed you. What's going on these days? Uh, well, let's see. The stock market around the world has plunged among uh, growing fears of a U.S. recession. Something called the subprime mortgage crisis. Anyone remember that? 2008 was also the year of Sarah Palin and Barack Obama. It was the year of the breakdown of Britney Spears. It was the year that we saw the first racy photos of Miley Cyrus when she was 15 years old. 2008, also the year that Sex in the City movie hit theaters. Also the year that Harrison Ford returned to play Indiana Jones for the fourth time at age 65. And in related news, it was the year that the band Journey was reborn with a new lead singer from the Philippines, Arnel Pineda. The band would release its 13th album in 2008, an album called Revelation. I don't know if you guys own it. I have it still. I just found it when I was digging around the other day. Revelation has 11 new songs. 11 classic Journey songs, all with Pineda handling the lyrics. No Steve Perry this time around. Uh, It debuted at number one on the Billboard's Independent Albums Chart, number two on the Rock Chart, number five on the Billboard 200, where it remained for 42 weeks. Uh, It was also nominated for Album of the Year by uh, Classic Rock Magazine's annual poll. Meanwhile, uh, where are we in the Stuck in the 80s universe, you might ask? We were in our third year of podcasting. I was married but separated and just living solo again in the very first Spears Lair. I still have a welcome map, by the way, that says Spears Lair. It's one of my beloved possessions. We hadn't yet had our first trip to Las Vegas, so there was no Vegas girlfriend at the time. The 80s cruise wouldn't even be a thing for another eight years. But in July, I had a chance to interview Ross Valerie, the longtime bassist for Journey, and the band was touring to support their new album, and they had a stop in Tampa Bay. Now, some long-term listeners... Probably remember, I was a huge Journey fan at the time, so this interview is a very big deal for me. I'm sure you'll hear the nervous feelings in my voice. Uh, It was one of the first solo interviews I did in the podcast history. If you want to go back and hear the full episode, it's episode 135, 135, from July 25th, 2008. I hope you'll enjoy the interview with Ross Valerie. We'll be back next week with a brand new show, but for now... Let's sit back, relax, and listen to a great chat with a legendary musician from our beloved decade. Well, here we are. Shoot, brother. You know, my earliest memory 
of uh, any date in the 80s is the date of October 22nd, 1981, because I saw my first ever concert, and it was Journey in Lakeland at the Civic Center. That was the... uh the first or second leg of the escape tour. Yeah, it was. And it was an amazing show. I mean, it's I can't remember too many dates in my life other than my birthday and October 22nd, 1981. Well, there you go. It, we must have done something right that night, huh? It was incredible. In fact, um what's what's such a thrill is when you guys came back out with um it was a couple of years ago you you released the um concert dvd of that tour i guess it was when you were playing yes yes it was just about a year and a half ago uh, from a performance out of texas yeah i probably watched that a half dozen times the first week i owned it and it was it was just like being there again it was it was such a nice treat to have that well great thank you steve the um now you're playing in tampa on july 30th with heart and cheap trick that's a Actually, I like to tell people they're playing with us, but we are in a very good company. They are, it's, it's really great chemistry, not only uh, as as uh, people from the same uh, genre, but everyone gets along right, and, and the, uh, the there's a lot of music going on that night, as there has been uh, with our tour that's already begun. Yeah, it's a great combination. One of probably one of the best yet. I was going to ask how how, how does a lineup like that come about? Is, do you guys pitch around ideas of who you'd like to tour with? Well, actually, through our management, uh, the 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 pitches are thrown long before tour planning. In fact, we'd approached Hart uh, for the tour that we ended up doing with um, co-headlining with. Uh, uh, Def Leppard, but they weren't going out that year. There's all kinds of artists we've pitched that have declined, but this has been, uh, this has been, I think, one of the best combinations we've done yet. In ter- not only in terms of the musical chemistry, the performance level, um, audience satisfaction, but internally things are just really cool. This thing moves right along, and there's a lot going on in that stage in between acts. To- clear and reassemble for the next show and uh, things have gone really smoothly and uh, crowds have been real happy so far i bet i've been told that every show so far is sold out yeah no doubt the one here will be as well the uh now that that's a great thing i mean and that's a great for you know the the vibe of an audience and of course for the pocketbooks of the people to put on the show but it also reflects a very popular uh time for us and for Hart and Cheap Trick as well. So Does it surprise you like it surprises me that neither Journey nor Hart is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm not surprised at all. In fact, uh, here's here's uh, here's how that's viewed from our end, at least even from my end. Um, we would not have been at the San Francisco Walk of Fame that's you know at the Bill Graham Center there in San Francisco if it had not been for the fans. But if, if it wasn't for the fans... Uh, Journey fans, either organized or in general, we wouldn't have uh, gotten placed as uh, soon as we did there in San Francisco. Likewise, if it were not for the Journey fans, 
we may not yet be at the walk of fame in Hollywood. So, there's no surprise <laughs> that we have yet to arrive in Cleveland. I don't lose sleep over it. Uh, you know, it's all politics. Yeah. And uh, without being either negative or positive about it, it's just politics. And sooner or later it's going to happen. I have a feeling it's going to happen sooner, but I'm still not going to hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, I, when uh, when the nominations came out this year and it had uh, Madonna listed, I I just about went crazy. Yeah, when you wait a minute, it, that's fine. Madonna it deserves it. You think? I mean, but, I don't think uh, a, didn't she sort of happen after we did, or am I oh, yeah. still too sleepy? Oh no, no, she was she was years after. Yeah, I, yeah, there you go. But my thing is that she, I don't think of Madonna as being rock and roll. No, I don't either. I really don't. But nonetheless, it's you know that's a general term, rock and roll hall of fame or, or whatever, walk of fame or whatever. Yeah, but uh, there you go, Steve. I understand. So the new album is Revelation. Yes, and I got to admit. The day that it came out, I was at Walmart. I bought it literally when the doors opened because I had to have it. Oh, I okay. All right. So you're one of those people waiting for the Game Boy, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Not the Game Boy. The Journey album, yes. The Game Boy, no. PlayStation, but whatever. Yeah. I got it home. I got it home and I listened to it. And I, I was amazed. I, I, I thought it was, it's a fantastic collection. Thank you. I mean, it's something we're uh, definitely very proud of in m many respects. One is it represents this new singer of ours, Arnel Pineda. It represents uh, uh, what uh, what uh, Walmart had proposed from the beginning, re-recording the greatest hits in the studio. Uh, boy, that could could have been a really tall order. Uh, it turned out not to be because of Arnell's talents. And the fact that it's a three-disc album for, what did you pay for it, Steve? Twelve bucks? Eleven or twelve dollars, yeah. Yeah, well, probably including tax, it was a little more than twelve. Now, when was the last time you got something like that? Uh, 1987, maybe? <laughs> for for that amount of money, yeah. and then you have to convert the dollar value from 87, and it still wasn't 12 bucks. Then, exactly, you know? exactly. According to today's <laughs> currency, currency, currency exchange uh, yeah. factor or whatever. Yeah, there you go. So it was Walmart's idea to, to record the, the old classics again? Yes, and, and, and actually, initially, their, their thing was, uh, we want to hear you guys re-record the stuff in the studio and maybe a few new songs and some live footage well <laughs> it turned out you know the 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 disc of of the uh, re-recorded uh, re material is there plus an entire other disc of new material plus a complete performance done really really early by my view done very early in this band's career with Arnell. I mean, that's just right out of the box. Yeah. I mean, that was, I think, maybe the fourth or fifth performance we'd ever done as a band. We'd gone to Chile and done two shows before that, and we'd done one private show, one corporate show. Yeah. And I think that the, the Vegas, uh, live Vegas HD DVD is, I think, our fourth or fifth show. 
I, uh, I think it was shot at Planet Hollywood. Um, I've seen it maybe a dozen times already. Right. I, uh, I'm amazed how, how incredible the band has seemed, you know, it's Arnell steps in there and it's like you haven't missed a beat. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of spooky. I mean, and, and as it is with Arnell, he really only had uh, five or six of our songs in his repertoire as we had found him uh, performing in a cover band in in Asia. And so and it's not like it was a big deal, but he actually had to brush up on quite a few more, which didn't take him long at all. I mean, he was familiar with them, but he didn't have them down as he had five or six of them. Uh, and uh, it's just pretty amazing how quickly things have developed. And of course, with the amount of energy, as well as how well he does with his singing, the amount of energy uh, that's infused in the performance is quite... Uh, contagious were you uh were you what was your personal reaction when you saw him for the first time sing some of these songs in front of you? um it continued the reaction was uh, uh continued from that first point in all the way through the uh the recording of the album which was uh goosebumps you know where the hair stands up on your arm that is if you have hair in your arms uh some people don't like having hair in their <laughs> arms but you, you know what i mean and that's the way it was for all of us it was like oh my goodness now do you, do you think having someone like arnell on board now does that sort of put to rest the questions about steve perry returning to the band uh no it doesn't it, it does indirectly but steve perry's not returning to the band is a, uh, has to do with other issues, but yes, in terms of with the fans and and for 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 the public, yes, that does put it to rest. It really does. I mean, um, even if we hadn't found Arnell, it was would not have been any more likely than it has been since 1996 yeah. that he would return to the band. Uh, in the meantime, it was just also ironic, well, I mean, just very timely, not ironic, but very timely, that when we were putting together this proposal with Walmart, that we didn't have a singer at that point. And Neil Sean, our guitarist, was cruising the net literally late one night and literally in the 11th hour in terms of um, uh, completing our uh, our uh, lineup in order to do the record, at least when we wanted to do it. I think you know, if we hadn't found Arnell and had gone with someone else, it might have taken longer, but we would have done the album. But the point was it was all in the 11th hour, and he's cruising the net, and somehow he... Googled or you know, he was at YouTube, I think already, and he just typed in, you know, Journey singers or something, Journey vocalists, and there he is watching this guy sing these songs, just pretty much like you've heard them, with a little less fidelity because the streaming and the video quality that was presented for the YouTube site. But and it was just he couldn't believe it, and of course he gets a hold of immediately emails. Arnell through the gentleman that had provided the, the videos that he saw, and of course Arnell doesn't think oh, this is a joke; it can't be. But the guy talks him into responding, and then they get on the phone, Neil and Arnell. And within a month or so, he was over for his first time in the United States with a very quickly assembled uh, visa approval. Uh, uh, an audition with the band, and then within another month and a half or so, he was back recording with us. So it's 
happened like boom, 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 like things fell into place at the right time, at the right place, and here we go. Yeah, I when yeah, I was I was pretty surprised. Exciting. Yeah, when I when I heard the new stuff, I, I I almost expected to hear a different Arnell. He sounds the same. I got to ask you from the new album. Do you have any songs that? Uh, what's your personal favorite songs from the from the new material that we? Started? You know what? I hate that question. I don't hate it, but you know, it's like I I can't make up my mind. Um, see, from the very get go, after all these years. Oh, was, thank you. We, we knew <laughs> that you know. That's the first uh, song that had brought home a rough mix to my wife. She just went off the top. And she, you know, like anybody else who's been in the midst of the band's uh, career for many years, was skeptical. But she just was blown away by that. And um, after all these years, uh, gee, uh, Change for the Better, which is also in our... our, uh, our set list, by the way, nice. is an, another favorite. But you know, there's just a whole bunch of great tunes. If uh, if you hadn't said after all these years, I was going to throw that in there because I, I really well, think that's it's... the other aspect, Steve, about what's happening on this round is that uh, before when we've released albums, be it uh, Generations or Red Thirteen or Arrival, we never got airplay. Uh, we you know be to the the bigger stations or the syndications that handle classic rock yeah. and they go this stuff's great but we we don't we we can't play new stuff we only play old stuff well somehow <laughs> on this round we're getting airplay actually getting placement in in two formats one for uh uh after all these years and the other for uh never walk away so that's something new as well You uh, you talked about former members of the band. Uh-huh. The um, you worked with uh, Steve Smith and Greg Raleigh with uh, the Storm. I just want to know: Do you still keep in touch with them? I I, I hear from Greg just once in a while. Uh, Smith, I uh, as well once in a while, maybe two or three times a year. Uh, Smith returned to his jazz career after the Storm. He actually only recorded the first album with us. Um, and then he returned once again to his jazz career after the brief uh, reunion in 96, Trial by Fire, with Steve Perry and the rest of us. Greg Raleigh has been active. He's got his own band and has done a few things in the Santana reunion shows. And I think there was a brief tour a few years back. Uh, I just don't keep up with him. haven't heard much from him. Yeah. But he's living in Texas bought himself a horse ranch and I'm sure he still got them big cowboy boots <laughs> she walks like a lady with a tender charm she moves like a lady and I'm in her Do you think that uh, the internet and iTunes does it help 
a band like Journey, or does it kind of hinder a band like Journey? I am not sure, you know, and you could probably throw out there what your thoughts are, and I would have some way to react, but I'm not sure. I really don't know. I think Journey's based its popularity from the get-go on its ability to perform what was heard on the album. You know, I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah mechanics of it and of course you have one would need or hopefully have a taste for that kind of music in order for you to get that far but and as it has been since we reformed without all of the original members in 1998 our success has been based on performance and ticket sales and that kind of thing Uh, gee now we're on the radio with new material and I'm not sure how to answer your question. Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, because the fans are so important. What do you think? I think the internet helps with the fan base, keeping the fan yeah. base together like a com- like a community. I think um, Right, like the forums right, and, yeah. and the, I mean, all the places where you can blog. Right. Yeah, you know, but you've got your own uh you've got your own personal website, but you also have a fan website that's just dedicated to you. Yeah. And uh so that helps. I think I think with um you know, I think back in the the 70s and early 80s, I think the journey is being an album-oriented band and it's now it's now not an album oriented world anymore but no no not but, at all but i mean I, i'd like to think that a lot of the 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 good stuff that's happened with revelations come from the buzz on the internet so, so it's sort of like a you know a give and take maybe it's i think a combination of things including that now i, I would know how to apportion the the influence from the internet and from having airplay and from just word of mouth. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, of course, the internet is great at spreading news, whether it's true or not, like any form of media has been. But it's a Cinderella story. I mean, all-American band finds a singer in Manila. How can they do that? Well, not only can they do that, they just did that. It's like, wait a minute, you found this guy on YouTube? I mean, even Rolling Stone that's never liked this band has a story, you know? It's the perfect story. Um, And that's not to be glib or superficial about it. It's just truly the perfect story for a band's comeback. Comeback. 